overcoming rejection, victory over rejection. Somebody's rejected you. You felt worthless that because people didn't seem to like you or want to be with you. All of us ex have experienced that at times. But we're looking in Isaiah to how Jesus was rejected. The Bible says it compares Jesus in Isaiah 53 to a little tender shoot or branch that comes out at the, at the bottom of a little tree or a little plant, a root out of parched ground. That's in contrast to someone that's brought up in a well-watered garden. You see, Jesus was born in a stable, rejected at birth. There was no room in the inn. He grew up being rejected from the moment he was born. He grew up in a lineage that was far from perfect. If you study the lineage of Jesus in the Gospels, you will discover in his background are past prostitutes and other notable sinners. So Jesus could hardly boast of his family tree. Beyond that, Jesus was raised in a town called Nazareth. That's why he was called a Nazarene. That was a despised city to the high society of the day. It was the ghetto of Israel, the wrong side of the tracks. That's why the people in the Gospels refer to Jesus with derision when they call him the Nazarene. He had a stigma of Nazareth, and that was one reason they rejected him. You see, the Scripture also says in Isaiah, there was no form or majesty about him, nor an appearance be attra attracted that it was attractive. He was not showy in his physical attractiveness. In other words, he wasn't so handsome that people couldn't keep their eyes off him. He was just normal looking. We judge by appearance, but God doesn't. Man looks on the outward appearance. God looks on the heart. And Jesus, as a man, was not so attractive physically that everybody would just draw who he drawn to him because of that. And he was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And John tells us in his, in his book that he came into his own, and his own received him not. And he, he was rejected by the very people who had prophesied his coming for hundreds and hundreds of years, the Jews. Jesus experienced the uh, people of the emotions that you experience when you're rejected. We read that he was at such heaviness of spirits that he was like one from whom men hid their face. He was like a leper. Certainly in all of this, Jesus had the inner joy of doing the Father's will and the peace of knowing that he was on the right track. But that didn't keep him from being hurt because he was fully human. You see, some of us don't think he ever hurt. Some of us don't think he ever felt like we feel. That's just not true. He was fully human as if he were not God. He was both fully God and fully man, and I can't fathom that, but it's an amazing reality. That's what he was. And because he was fully human, he could, when, when he was rejected, it hurt. When someone uh, despised him, it hurt. When someone spoke against him, it hurt. But you say, all that may be true, but at least his parents, Mary and Joseph, did not reject him. And uh, you say, well, I was rejected by my parents or rejected by my mate. And no, but Jesus had a far greater rejection than that, the ultimate rejection of all. He was rejected by his father, God. Verse 4 tells us, smitten of God and afflicted. That's why Jesus said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Now, it wasn't that God rejected him or turned his back on him because he hated his son, but it was because Jesus took all our sins upon himself on the cross. And as he bore all our sins, a holy God had to turn away. A holy God had to, had to reject him for a brief little while. 
while he paid the penalty for our sins. That was the payment for our sins. Jesus knew on those moments on the cross what it was like to have the Father with whom he had had ultimate fellowship and continual fellowship to turn his back on him, that he was legally guilty of all our sins because he was legally guilty of murder and adultery and incest and lying and stealing. He died alone, abandoned. Now, many of you are feeling rejected because you have a physical defect, real or imagined, or because you're not beautiful or not as bright or not as obedient or not as talented or someone else. You can take heart. Jesus, the sinless one, Jesus, who was perfect, experienced all kinds of rejection. And so your rejection is really not related at all to your intrinsic worth as an individual. You are worth just as much as someone who grew up in a home where she or he was accepted. Realize this, mark it down in the sight of God, in the terms of your real value as a person, you're just as important, just as worthy of acceptance as any other person you know. There's nobody more worthy of acceptance than you. But not only was Jesus' rejection complete, his rejection secured our acceptance. The Bible says he bore two things for us in verses 5 and 6 of Isaiah. He was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The Bible says by his scourging, we are healed. The Bible says the Lord laid on him all of our sins, that the sinless Jesus, the truly perfect God-man, died in our place. He secured our acceptance. He made us acceptable to God. All of those ugly emotions that rise up within you to make you miserable, but you can say, I don't have to have those anymore. I don't have to feel worthless. I don't have to feel rejected. I don't have to feel as though nobody cares because Jesus Christ loved me enough to take utter rejection, total rejection for me. And that's why the Bible says, as the result of the anguish of his soul, he will see it and be satisfied. And he was. First Corinthians 5, 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, God made him who knew no sin, on our, to become sin on our behalf that we might become the righteousness of God in him. What, what he did, he took our sins and exchanged our sins for forgiveness and love and acceptance. And this is why the Bible says that believers are highly favored of God. It's not the case of God saying, I'm going to try to tolerate you, you sinners. I'm going to try to put up with you, you terrible people. But the Bible says if we've trusted Christ, we're highly favored of God. We've been accepted in his beloved son. All the wonderful thoughts that God has toward his son are now directed toward us. And the Bible says we've been justified through faith. And where justified refers to God's act as a judge, where he declares us a guilty sinner to be totally righteous on the basis of Christ's work on the cross. And that's why the Bible says we're a saint. We're a holy one of God not because we have done anything, but because of what we have, have received from Christ who we trusted as our Lord and Savior. Many of us may feel that we are worth being rejected. We kind of reject ourselves. We try to compare ourselves with others, and we don't think we measure up or are we always trying to do something, and we don't think we can instead of just recognize that we are someone special in Christ. We need to say, Lord, I thank you that you have created me. I thank you that I'm alive in you. I thank you that you have enabled me to be the person that you want me to be. Next week, the first one, I'm going to talk to you more 
about this road to victory over rejection. I hope you'll be with me. God bless you. Have a great day.